Hello, my name is Pete. This is Social Distance. Uh, five seconds. So, um, big uh, news day today. Lots of things happening around the world. Uh, COVID-19 is going fucking mad everywhere. Um, there's a good chance that if you listen to this, um, apart from a few, there are a few places that I've got listeners where it's not going mad. You lucky fuckers. <laughs> but there's a good chance that if you're listening to this, you're in a hotspot, basically. Because everywhere is a hotspot these days. Apart from not everywhere. Anyway, that was clear, wasn't it? Great start. So, um, Eddie Mayer, the, the um, institution that is Eddie Mayer, uh, was speaking to Sir David King earlier, and Sir David said some very interesting things. Here he is. Is it your belief that had the government spent £10 billion on uh, local testing and tracing, uh, we might not be in this mess at all? We would not be in this mess at all. And if, if I can add, if the government had done this back in February, March, when everyone knew this was coming along, just as Greece did, just as many countries around the world did, we could have got away with something like no more than 1,000 deaths instead of already we're closing in on 60,000 if you count non-COVID deaths for people who couldn't get into hospital. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, extra deaths based on government mismanagement. That's exactly what I am saying. And not only mismanagement with that first wave in March, April, May, but also with this second wave, which only emerges because we haven't got an operative test and trace system. Some people, if your characterization is right, and that uh, 10 billion has been spaffed on a useless system, wrong decisions were made at the start of this, and countless thousands of people have died, some people might wonder if altogether that's not a, almost a criminal mistake. Yes, and I, I fully appreciate that that is the implication of what I'm saying, Eddie, and I, I don't think it really can be ducked. Because we know if you go to cases closer to China where it all began, like South Korea, if you go, which is a you know, large country, heavy population, uh, you go to Singapore and so on, those countries have had no more than 200, 300 deaths because they put everything in place. Uh, we did nothing about test and trace beyond a very weak system left in the National Health Service system until May, unbelievably. That's when these private companies were given the job. What was, what was the government thinking of? It's impossible to not be very, very upset about the situation for the whole country. So there we go. And of course, this podcast is a contemporaneous um, chronicling of all of that time. You know, we started um, at the end of uh, March, yeah, episode one. I don't know where, was it March the 18th, March 19th, something like that. And, um, you know, continues on until this very day at the end of October. So you can go back into the archive. And uh, it would be wonderful, wouldn't it? It would be wonderful if it was searchable, but it fucking isn't. But um, I don't know, maybe there's a way of searching the text on, you know, Spotify or Apple or whatever it is that you're listening via. Uh, probably is actually quite easy to do that. So um, do that and find out the first time I mentioned Test and Trace.
And Sir David King uh, convened Independence Sage as the direct response uh, to the government's failure uh, months and months and months ago, you know? And lots of um, scientists obviously, you know, uh, joined Independence Sage. So, you know, the gloves are off now. It's really is decision time for Sausage Johnson. Macron tonight has said that France are going back into lockdown. Germany has said that they are tightening restrictions, not a full lockdown, but big tightening of restrictions. And there are cases, record cases, like across the um, you know Western Europe. It's uh, terrifying stuff. I mean, absolutely terrifying. And the most terrifying thing about it is to be in a position whereby we are expected to be one of these, um, you know, just lives that could have been saved, you know, or fuck that, fuck that, and fuck Johnson for putting us us in this position. So six days to go, and uh, 92% of the 2016 votes in Texas have uh, been cast already. Uh, so not 100% by Wednesday. I was way off by uh, 8%, but even so, 92% is pretty good. And um, Biden's map is looking really, really good. Biden's map is looking great. Uh, he is widening his lead in a couple of states like Michigan and Wisconsin. A poll came out just a minute ago. A 17-point lead in Wisconsin. It's incredible. Uh, partly, I think, because Wisconsin is a real bad hotspot for COVID-19 at the moment. Um, but get a load of this. It is tightening in Florida and it is tightening in Pennsylvania. Okay. But Biden doesn't need Florida. He doesn't need Pennsylvania. Uh, It would help if he won Pennsylvania. But if he loses Pennsylvania, it's not over. Because if he wins Wisconsin and Michigan and the second district in Nebraska, who split their um, allocation of electoral colleges into uh, different districts, um, then he only needs one more state and it looks like he's doing pretty good in Arizona it looks like he's doing pretty good in North Carolina uh, it looks like he's doing pretty good in um, you know Iowa even it looks like he's doing pretty good in Georgia he was in Georgia yesterday so and also it does he's still ahead in Pennsylvania yeah so he's ahead in Pennsylvania Um, It's quite close in Georgia, but I think he's ahead. He's ahead in North Carolina and um, it's quite close in Florida as well. Very close. I think maybe Trump is, uh, is, I think it's basically neck and neck in Florida at the moment. Um, And he's not too far behind uh, places like Ohio and he's not too far behind Texas even. Um, So, you know, what does this mean? Well, it means that he doesn't need to get Pennsylvania, which is good, and he doesn't need to get Florida. Now, I am still uh, confident that he's going to get 334, that he is going to get Florida and Arizona, 
and North Carolina and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan and that brings him to 334 so you know that at the moment is still my uh, my guide but I do my guide my fucking prediction but I do sense that well I don't sense anything I'm just reading the bloody news and reporting it to you pal I'm like the Walter Conkright of like, the West Country Walter Conkright and um yeah so you know it's it is tightening but the good news is that even if he only gets uh, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan and Nebraska's second district. He gets the 270. And if Trump wins everything else, right? Pennsylvania, North Carolina, um, Georgia, um, you know, the other ones that I mentioned just a second ago. Uh, Florida, obviously, is a big one. You know, if, if he wins all of those, he only gets to 268. So it's diff like, you know... Trump is on the defensive and it is really good to see uh, Biden yesterday um, on, you know, in Georgia. Now, they are sending Kamala Harris to Texas and on Saturday night, um, uh, Biden and Obama are getting together and they're going to do a big rally in Michigan. I think Michigan is in the bag, you know, I really do think it's in the bag. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Now, on this, it might be that depending on kind of how things go, um, say, for instance, if Florida um, goes for Biden and if there's a real kind of sense that, you know, kind of things are happening for Biden, then it might be that Biden is, um, you know, kind of announced or projected to be the winner on on the night, on the night or the kind of, you know, the Wednesday morning, yeah? Uh, but it also may not be that, the case, because there's lots of uh, states, including Pennsylvania, which is clearly a key swing state, that, uh, you know, they allow for the, um, you know, they, they, but basically they don't start counting their fucking things. And there's loads of states that allow for um, if you've got a postmarked for um, November the 3rd, your vote, then it will get counted. Um, and obviously they have to get counted, you know, after November the 3rd, obviously, because they, they haven't arrived yet on November the 3rd. So it may take a few days, depending on how the night goes. Obviously, if it's a barnstormer and, you know, he wins, Biden wins Texas and Biden wins Florida, then people are going to be you know, quite confident in saying that he has won it because, you know, even if all of those states that haven't called it yet or there haven't been projections for the winners yet, even if all of them go for Trump, um, you know, the door is closed to him because uh, Biden has reached 270 with the announced states. But that's not a given. That, in fact, that only happens if it is a landslide. Basically, it only happens if we are we don't need to worry about Pennsylvania, and we don't need to worry about these other states that start to, um, you know, kind of count their ballots later on. So we'll see, and it might be that we, um, you know, are in the dark for a couple of days, genuinely. But also, I probably think that we'll get a good sense of, you know, like, because, of course, you do know 
um, a lot in terms of even if you have data missing from various counties and various areas of states, you can think, well, historically, these places have voted like this or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So you don't need to have everything filled in in order to give a projection, obviously. And the more information you've got from other places, you can then start thinking, well, you know, how close, what are the routes open to these candidates to get to 270? But yes, it is looking good for Biden still, but things are tightening. People are still saying that um, people, experts in U.S. politics, are still saying that uh, Biden should really win by at least 330, and some people are saying that he could win by a lot more. So, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, it's coming into the closing stages, and fundamentally, uh, you know, Trump is underwater in lots of the areas where you know historically um presidents just don't survive re-election you know um having said that you know things are tightening in some areas but then they're widening massively in others you know michigan wisconsin and uh, also matters as well whether they get control of the senate the democrats and by how much they get control of the senate it could massively impact the effectiveness of a biden uh, presidency. If he's got control of the House and the Senate and real proper control of the Senate, then you know they can do things with their plans because it's quite ambitious plans, you know. I mean, I know he's not Bernie Sanders, but I mean, you know, compared to the alternative, it's hugely ambitious and exactly the kind of um, you know, progressive politics you need, like leading the world like out of this fucking covid crisis and into something whereby we might be able to you know get our head around surviving as a species and helping other 
species survive because as everyone knows listen to this you know species are falling into extinction at a rate not seen for thousands and thousands of years you know um so that's jolly isn't it um anyway yeah so that's you know we'll see what happens with that um we sorted out our little get together this kind of virtual get together a couple of us which i'm very much looking forward to and should be a blockbuster night and it is um i mean you know hopefully it will be you know we'll go swinging and we'll, we'll know on the night you know but because of covid19 lots and lots of states are kind of doing things in a different way and they're basically kind of giving as much as po- i mean of course not across the board there still is very obvious uh, racist um, voter suppression happening in quite a few states but you know by and large people are trying to facilitate voting in a way that is different you know to give people the opportunity to vote safely during covid-19 uh, anyway vitamin d do you hear about vitamin d vitamin d hattie mancock is saying something about vitamin d which is good take your vitamin d please vitamin d and also um yeah it's looking really bad everywhere like you know fucking hospitals are now already overrun in some parts of europe in belgium hospitals are overrun and it's just you know terrifying stuff in the uk you know we had uh over 200 over 350 people die yesterday or there that's reported yesterday to 350 over 350 and today over 300 and so the rolling day average uh, seven day average is over 200 people a day dying in the UK it's incredible that sausage johnson hasn't um done a you know done a lockdown just for a couple of weeks it's absolutely essential it's needed gabriel scally was saying earlier who's on the independent sage you know at least two weeks ideally four to six weeks and the longer you put it off the worse you the the longer it's going to have to be you know um it's just appalling and dismal and everyone has been telling the government this for weeks now you know i mean months now it was all so obvious and so predictable and you know people are catching it left right and center and it's just a disgrace an absolute criminal disgrace anyway i'm going to call it a night on that very <laughs> um i'm not going to win any radio awards for that am i radio awards for that segue let's think of a porcupine now Oh, I love the porcupine. I've never actually seen a porcupine in my in my life, you know. And I'm sure there's plenty of people. Like, where are porcupines? Are they in North America? Are they a Canadian thing, porcupines? I've got some listeners in Canada. They keep their fucking head down, but I do have some listeners in Canada. Um, are they uh, uh, Canadians porcupinian? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, porcupines Canadian? I think maybe they are. Are they? I don't know if they are or not, but I think they are. Anyway, if you are in Canada, hello. And if you are a porcupine, hello. And we've got the hedgehog. Oh, I love a hedgehog. They're so beautiful, aren't they? But I'm not thinking of the hedgehog. I'm thinking of the porcupine. And I say we've got the hedgehog. That's like, you know, UKIP. 
<laughs> Fucking Britain's got the hedgehog, mate. Um, it's like when you've got the hump. I've got the hedgehog. Um, yes, anyway, think of a porcupine. The, you know, the particular angle of the quill-like spikies. Beautiful angle. And just the kind of thoroughness of it, you know? The thoroughness of their... Uh, the kind of direction of the angle. Yeah? Good. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. Take care of yourself. This is a bit of a shorty. What a treat. And see you later.